You glide effortlessly across the water, one dip of the paddle at a time. Pond lilies here and a heron over there. Frogs croak and dragonflies dart. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. June usually brings us some hot days that trick us into believing we can have a satisfying beach day. But the water temperature is still quite chilly in most places in Maine, whether you're on the coast or inland, so it's usually enough of a relief to just be near the water rather than in it. A couple years ago at this time, I leapt at the opportunity to get out onto a nearby lake on our warmest day of the year yet. I packed my bathing suit, sunscreen, a book, and some light layers, just in case. We pointed our canoe to the other side of the lake, knowing there was a sandy, secluded beach over there. Fighting a strong headwind that was thoroughly cooled by the lake water, I metamorphosed into a multi-layered bundle, the energy of my paddling not quite combating the goosebumps that emerged all over me. When we got to the beach, I realized, as I often do this time of year, that swimming was no longer on my priority list. But I sprawled out on the beach in the sun all the same. Then I noticed a fluttering out of the corner of my eye and saw two yellow and black striped swallowtail butterflies dancing along the shore. Swallowtail butterflies are a group of large and colorful butterflies that exist all over the world, with the exception of Antarctica. In the Northeast, both Eastern and Canadian tiger swallowtails are common, with Canadian tiger swallowtails more common in Maine. They are primarily pale yellow with bold black tiger stripes, especially toward the leading edge of their wings. At the rear, there are iridescent scales of blue and orange and a pair of elongated tails, similar in arrangement to the forked tails of swallows. Their wingspans can range from about two and a half inches to just over three inches, so they are one of our largest, showiest butterflies. As we start to head to beaches in late spring, so do they. Sandy beaches, gravel, mud, and puddles are ideal places to look for groups of these butterflies now, engaging in a behavior called puddling. Male butterflies, sometimes hundreds at a time, will congregate in these amino acid-rich environments to extract the minerals needed for reproduction. Females will soon lay tiny eggs, each on their own, on a birch, cherry, ash, or poplar leaf. After four to ten days, tiny caterpillars will emerge from those eggs. This is when some impressive camouflage and mimicry begin to occur. Once in this larval form, the caterpillar transforms three times, each time called a separate instar. In the first three instars, each one slightly bigger than the last, the caterpillar looks crusty and brown with a white spot on the abdomen, a perfect imitation of bird poop. As seeing bird poop on a leaf is normal to us and potential predators, these first three instars are easily overlooked. The fourth and final instar in this larval stage is the biggest transformation yet, a chunky, bright green caterpillar with two prominent spots on the thorax that make the caterpillar look just like the head of a menacing snake staring right at you. After about two weeks from emerging from the egg, this green caterpillar turns brown, pupates, and spends time in its chrysalis for about another week and a half. Then, after this roller coaster of impressive transformations, the adult butterfly emerges with its dazzling array of yellow and black punctuated by a subtle hint of blue and orange near its elegant tails. These adults eat flower nectar, so provide important pollination services. So the next time you're outside, especially in a puddly spot with ample gravel or sand, 
keep your eyes attuned to the fluttering of a nearly three-inch-wide yellow and black butterfly. If you're lucky, you might see many in one area, sipping the essential nutrients needed for reproduction. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 